Hey, Michigan, let's talk golf. Here's Mike Sullivan, the most inconsistent golfer ever. In your life have you seen anything like that? And Kyle Bogey, wait, how can a guy with that name host a golf show? We'll never know. Better than most. It's the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. Powered by our presenting partner, Hall Financial. Okay, welcome in Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. And I don't want to take too much time, uh, you know, with any sort of intro or whatever, because we have such a great guest this week, James Pyatt. Just won the U.S. Amateur title. Uh, what a huge deal this is. He's from Canton, goes to Michigan State, and totally setting up his career right now. I mean, winning the U.S. Am's a, just a massive deal. Puts Michigan on the map even more, and it's going to get him in next year's U.S. Open, next year's Masters, next year's British Open. So, uh, so excited to continue to follow his career, and we're going to look forward to getting that interview here very, very shortly. So, uh, definitely want you guys to stay tuned for that. And thank you to Hall Financial, our presenting partner. They were fantastic at our golf outing last week. Uh, I know a lot of people enjoyed that. We encourage everyone to go to hallmdg.com. And as well, just a big thank you to everyone who came out to the golf outing. Uh, Tricovery was just fantastic. Their golf massages, you guys know, are, are just awesome. So they were there on the driving range. And we also had uh, Coppercraft. We had 8 Mile Vodka. We had Matt Koalas from Serenity. So a big thank you to everyone who came out for the outing. I just wanted to say that as well. It went so well. We were able to honor our friend Tim Ponser and, and do some great work uh, donating to Shades of Pink as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone who came out to our outing. It was just an awesome day. And again, don't want to take too long because I want to get right to this interview with James. So with that being said, please enjoy our conversation with James Pyatt, winner of the U.S. Amateur. All right, Metro Detroit Golfers podcast. Uh, great to be here right now with uh, the, I can't believe how cool it is to say this, the winner of the USAM, uh, James Pyatt from Canton, goes to Michigan State. James, first and foremost, congrats. And, uh, you know, obviously, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, guys. Do you, I guess I'll just start with this, Kyle. I know you got a few questions too, but do you, has it sunk in? Do you realize how big of a deal this is? I mean, just the fact that, that you, you're putting Michigan on the map, you're putting, uh, you know, Michigan State on the map. It's huge for the program. I mean, this is a, a huge deal to win this tournament, man. Yeah, I mean, it, I keep telling people fully hasn't set in. Um, I mean, obviously, when I, I, I tell people when I step on Augusta or, well, fingers crossed up on Augusta, you can't count on it coming yet. But um, uh, once I step out there, I'm going to be like, you know, I made it. But uh, right now, it just feels kind of like a dream. You know, it felt like uh, just won a local mm-hmm. event and things. People are texting me and going crazy. But uh, it's just uh, it's the coolest feeling in the world to obviously do that. And uh, it's it's been a big blessing. It's been something I worked for as a kid. But uh, it's something you dream about, but you never really uh, think you're going to achieve it until it happens. Have you even allowed yourself to look at the the list of names of, of golfers who have won the U.S. Amateur at Oakmont, like Dustin Johnson, Jack Nicklaus, Sam Snead? Like, there is literally a who's who of legends, like incredible players in golf who have won the U.S. Am where you did. Have you looked at that list? Hey, you know what? I get a... It was kind of cool. After right after I won, they uh, they pulled me aside in the clubhouse and they kind of showed me around. They're like, "Hey, check this out." They got uh, 
a big like billboard looking thing in the clubhouse and it has all the USGA championships and all the names of people who have won there. And it's like, Hey, your name's going right here. And it's right below Dustin Johnson. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's a, it's the coolest thing in the world. Um, I mean, let alone winning the USAM and, and, and at Oakmont, it was like a dream come true, biggest blessing ever. And, uh, another side perk, which I had no idea existed until I got done. Uh, I was giving a speech after, and, uh, some of the members came up to me and they're like, dude, did you know that you're an honorary member now at Oakmont? I'm like, what do you oh. mean? They're like, for a lifetime, you're a member at Oakmont now. I'm like, so I could just pop in here and play some golf. I'm like, I'm only four and a half hours away. I'm going to, I'm going to definitely get on that. So it's uh, definitely a huge blessing. Yeah. To be a member out there, a guy who's a, a public courser. So it's, uh, you know, a little different scene for me, but uh, definitely, like I said, a huge blessing. Well, so while, while we're on, sorry, real quick, while we're talking about Oakmont real quick, what kind of a monster is that course? Because on TV, it looks really difficult. <laughs> like, was it just a total grind essentially the entire time? Yeah, it was, I mean, hands down the hardest golf course I think I've ever played uh, for perfect conditions too. It wasn't really windy. Um, it was actually soft. The first round I played, it was stroke play. So it was, uh, before all the rain came in and the, the greens were firm and the caddy was telling me they're actually usually more firm for the members. They just made it a little softer. So they get through the rounds, but I was like, <laughs> I shot three over the first round and uh, I, was, I got done. I was talking to my buddy who's getting ready to go for the afternoon round on the putting green. I'm like, dude, that three over felt like a 65. I'm like, this place is that hard. So it was uh, every day of the week was just like, all right, we got to get through this thing again. Uh, you know, obviously now I said I was a member. It's like, I, I don't think I could play out there every day. Cause that place will beat your brains. And I'll tell you that, but it's uh, <laughs> one of the coolest spots ever. I mean, the property, the clubhouse, the history behind it, it's, it was phenomenal. So I want to get into obviously Michigan golf and your upbringing and everything like that. But first just kind of recap in the U S amateur, just a fantastic weekend, I'm sure. But, but I would love to hear from you. Who is the, the, maybe it surprised you the one person or the coolest text or the coolest DM or the coolest Instagram follow or something like that, that you got right after uh, the tournament. Have you heard from anybody that gave you a call or something really cool like that? So I've gotten three, three really cool ones on social media. And actually, you know, there could be a lot more cool ones sitting in my uh, text messages and email right now. I've, I'm still uh, filing through all those. I, yeah. I think I have like 300 left and it's, it's been a long week of responding to those. I don't, I don't want to be that guy who doesn't respond to anyone. And, uh, you know, I appreciate everybody's support. So I've been getting through it, but, um, probably the coolest one was magic Johnson. Uh, he tweeted oh. at me. I mean, that's <laughs> like something like, is, is this right? Like when the account tweeted at me, I'm like, this is definitely a fake account, you know, cause he got all those spoofs. I'm like, no way. And I see the blue check mark. I'm like, Holy crap. Um, Another one was uh, Bryson DeChambeau. He actually followed me on Instagram and gave me a shout on my Instagram post and was like, welcome to the, I think he said, welcome to the club brother or something like that's that. So but I was cool. like, I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty freaking sweet. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm not in the same ball speed uh, club as you, but you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's cool to see that. And then uh, I mean, actually there's two more, but Tom Izzo, um, the MSU legend, you know, that's, that's awesome seeing, especially, you know, for a golfer, it's like, do you even care about our sport? You know, kind of thing. It's your mentality. Yeah, no. Basketball is kind of a world basketball football. And he's actually a big time golf fan. And he is. We've it was, 
about it. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. And uh, the funny fact about that is actually I left him on delivered for two days because I got so many text messages. So I'm like, <laughs> I was reading through and, you know, you don't have his number. I don't have pretty much all the numbers you've texted me. And I see, hey, James, Tom Izzo here when I'm reading through. I'm like, uh, it was like yesterday or something. I'm like, did I really just leave Tom Izzo on delivered for two days? I'm like, holy crap. So that was, uh, yeah, that was like, oh my gosh. And, uh, and then the last one was definitely Mel Tucker. He sent a tweet out too. Uh, he's a big time golfer. So it was yeah. cool to see him and, uh, it's, you know, he's, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what he does for the boys this fall. I would, I would love to see a national championship come to state. So if he watches this, you know, no pressure, but we'd love to see it happen. Love it. Now well, you talk real quick about your obviously upbringing Canton, Michigan. Um, I, I want to hear what courses that you played locally the most growing up uh, Michigan. You, you put Michigan golf on the map even more with, with winning this first Michigan player to ever do it. Um, take a minute and just talk about Michigan golf, the courses you played. And, and just, again, we, we actually, when we talked to Bryson DeChambeau, we told him this and he was blown away that Michigan actually is the third biggest golf state in terms of total <laughs> courses, right? Right behind Florida. Yeah. Than Michigan, but please take, take a moment. Just talk specifically about, about Michigan golf. Yeah. So, uh, I grew up at Fox Hills in, uh, Plymouth, Michigan, uh, junior member there for, man, I couldn't tell you how long, 14 years, probably something like that. Uh, there's a group of us used to go out every day. Uh, big, big name came out of that one is Henry Doe. He was, used to just, uh, beat us all yeah. for fun. That's yeah, we, yeah. we played. We, we played, played with him with Saturday. Last week. Yeah, yeah. Great player. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a bit younger than him, so I didn't get to play with him a ton, but, uh, anytime, you know, I got the opportunity, I'm like, man, this guy's good. So that's someone you look up to. And, uh, my brother is, uh, also played at Michigan state two years older than me. So it was kind of the younger brother, older brother rival that got it going, especially it was like, as a young guy, you want to beat your brother. So, uh, he used to always beat me. And I think I kind of passed him up when he was in high school and I was in eighth grade is kind of when he actually, he started openly admitting that I was better than him, which was surprising, you know, especially as an older <laughs> brother, you don't want to do that. But uh, just having that every day in that group of guys, there's about 12 of us just go out and play every day at Fox Hills and uh, get around there. I was just loved it um, at a really young age before I could even uh, get dropped off at the course. My mom used to come out and watch me practice and stuff like that until she was finally like, all right, you're old enough. They would just drop me off in the morning on their way to work. And I'd stay there as, as long as possible, as, as long as they let me really. And, uh, it was a great childhood growing up there and being able to play out there with such great players every day. And, uh, definitely made me better being the youngest guy there, just having that competition, wanting to prove myself. So, uh, over the years, uh, still played out there. I, I'll hit balls out there every once in a while now, but, uh, I'm also at Washington. It's a public course in Ann Arbor. Um, yep. You know, it's tough to say as a, as a Spartan, I, I play in Ann Arbor, but, um, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Phenomenal place. The greens actually, I went out and played yesterday and it was like, they felt like I was almost out at Oakmont again. Like they were firm and fast. It was wow. awesome. Yeah. Great spot. And, uh, you know, I'll play out there with my dad and brother and some of his buddies every weekend. So it's a, it's a cool thing I got going on and, uh, just been a kind of a public course guy that, uh, that's my style. <laughs> I love it there. It's, uh, you know, go out and practice in shorts and a t-shirt some days. I know some people might not like that, but, uh, that's kind of who I am as a person. And, uh, it's just been uh, great growing up in the scene I have and, uh, definitely blessed to be able to do that. Great. So you, you talk about going out, you know, to the range, going out and playing whatever shorts, t-shirt, you know, casual, you know, no, no big deal. We've been harping on this for a while. I, I think golf is changing so much. And I, I think embracing younger people, I think embracing more fun, embracing the, sh the social aspect of, 
you know, people just want to go out there and, uh, you know, obviously not, maybe not for you, but people just want to go have a few drinks and, and screw around and all that on the golf course. Like, are, are you noticing that golf is kind of, it's becoming a, a cool thing for young people. I think it's taken over a little bit. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's uh training with media and things like that. And also part of it too, I hate to say it, but like, I feel like I'm getting older and older. Cause now, like when I was in high school, people were like, dude, you're on the golf team. What the heck? And now it's like, <laughs> now it's like, I got hockey players and uh baseball player buddies at school who are like, dude, you're on the golf team. That's sweet, man. Like we got to go play, you know, and yeah. I'm starting to get involved in the older crowd. So I'm not, still don't look like an old guy. I mean, I still look closer to 15 than 30, which is, you know, I appreciate, but, uh, it's, uh, definitely something that I feel like has gotten a lot more popular and it's, it's cool to see the game growing, but, uh, no, I'm definitely a fan of people getting out there and, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not big on, you know, you got to dress a certain, certain way yeah. to do a certain thing. Uh, like I said, especially growing up at Fox Hills, you know, I saw older guys out there wearing like tank tops. So it's, uh, Je you know, jeans. It's, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know what, from where I'm from, I'm like, Hey dude, as long as you're out here trying to have a good time and not holding up pace of play, that's a big thing. If you're out there yes. holding up pace of play, that's the old, that's my only pet peeve, man. Show up wearing whatever you want, do whatever you want, you yeah. know? Just don't mess up the course and, you know, play decently fast and you don't have a good time. That's all I care about. What do you, what do you think real quick on that? Cause I could, I could talk about this for, for what, no, Mike, hold, hold, <laughs> no, hold on here. Hold hold on. Hold on. I, I want to make sure that Mike gets a special mention here because we had our first uh, annual Metro Detroit golfers outing um, Monday. And yep. this is obviously we want to get you out for the next one. You know, clearly that'd be something really cool. Uh, you know, if we could get you out, but um, Mike was, militant about pace of play and this outing is going to be it this is going to be the fastest outing that anyone has ever played and it was what was it four hours and 18 minutes yeah. i think for, for, yeah. a, for an outing yeah for a scramble yeah. it was great. holy <laughs> awesome. crap jeez that's pretty impressive and, and for every, everyone afterward i mean i can't tell you mike oh. you can attest to this the, the amount of people we've heard from who are like oh my god the pace of play was insane it was great it's great. It, it's, it has to be. I mean, James, what, what do you think overall? And, and you're look, whether it's guys we've talked to Brian Stewart, Bryson, I mean, other, other guys, we heck Jack Nicholas, all the great people we've got to talk to, but what do you think is the, the biggest issue with pace of play right now, overall, like there's so many opinions thrown out there. There's so many different things. This is the reason, this is the reason. Is there one that stands out to you? Cause you're about to see it with the tour events you're about to be playing and you're about to see, uh, a different level of, of probably seriousness and pace of play. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you cause there's, I mean, obviously it's different for different levels. You know, you got the average person. Sometimes they just take a long time cause they're out there looking for balls and having a good right. time. But uh, for, you know, more of the professional level, a lot of those guys, there's so many different philosophies in golf and how people approach the game. Like I like to play fast and uh, I'm one of those guys, just give me the number, tell me where I, I have to hit it. And that's, I'm good to go. But right. you know, you got a lot of guys on tour who, sit there and analyze every specific detail yeah. and like I don't know I couldn't tell you what goes through some people's heads I mean I wish I could kind of know and uh, get an understanding of it but some people need to know every specific detail and uh, I've definitely played with golfers like that where uh, they're thinking about stuff that I wouldn't even factor in and not as far as you know wind and grass and all that I'm taking that into consideration like that but like I honestly couldn't tell you. It's amazing yeah. to me how people play, but uh, no, one funny story about pace of play is when it really set in. We were at 
we took a team trip to St. Andrews actually two years ago. And, uh, Oh wow. We're, yeah. We're a bunch of college golf guys. And, you know, in America we're like, we play fast, you know, cause you're a good player. So automatically you're passing up the general public cause you're just zipping around, you know, bombing drives and stuff. So we, we think we play fast. You get out, we got to St. Andrews and we're on like the seventh hole and they, they drive up to us in the, you know, the car and we're like, Oh, okay. They're going to say hi or whatever. And they're like, Hey guys, you're like way behind pace of play. We need you to get moving. We're like, what? They're like, we're college golf dudes. We, like, we've never been warned in our life. We're just playing casually too. We're not in tournament mode either. So it's like, yeah. we're just playing casually and you guys are telling us you got to move it. So it's definitely puts in perspective because they have a great appreciation for the game over there. And it's definitely like a sacred spot. So that kind of told me like, Holy crap. It's uh it's a lot different over here as far as, you know, what people expect out of a round and uh pace of play. Yeah. Obviously it's, it's a lot more enjoyable when it's fast, but you know, you got to find that, uh, that right time frame, you know, I'm not saying just go out there and poke people along, but uh, definitely find the right pace. Let, let me ask you one golf, golf geek, golf nerd question real quick before we get to obviously the, the I guess, the sexy topics of the Masters and the U.S. Open and all the cool stuff. But um, we, when I was watching your final round, walk me through just the overall decision, because both of you guys did it. I think it was number 10. You decided you, you decided to play it up the opposite fairway and have yeah. a better look, better look into the green talk talks to us about just that overall decision process yeah number 11 um it's it's a really well-designed hole for lack of better words and uh definitely if you see a u.s open out there in the future well when you see a u.s open in the future you're going to see a big grandstand right uh right off the left side of the fairway on uh, 11 to prevent what we just did but it's uh pretty much <laughs> pretty much the fairway, the carry number on it, I believe. So there's this big slope on the fairway that if you don't carry it up it, the ball will roll back 70 yards and it, the wind was a little into the face. So it was like a 230, 235 carry uphill. So I'm already hitting three wood, uh, driving iron with that. If I miss it a little bit, the wind catches it. I have 200 yards in and then three wood was brought the left bunkers into play. And if I hit it really good, uh, I had one day where it almost went in the water through the fairway. So it was just a really bad club situation with how the hole was designed. And uh, it, it just made it a no brainer just to take out uh, the, the driver and just smack it down uh, 10 fairway. Cause if you got a wedge in your hands with how soft the greens were uh, missing the fairway, wasn't a huge issue as much as you would think it would be. Um, so it was pretty much, let's get this as close as we can to the green and hit a, a club we're comfortable with. So the driver was the perfect play there and uh, happened to be a, a good move. What was the carry on that? So you had to hit it down number 10 fairway. What, what was that? This was it 280 it was, yeah, there was a bunker on the right. That was a 280 carry. If I missed it a little bit to the right. So I kind of had that in the back of my mind, but uh, played a little bit left of it. Yeah. And fortunate Perfect. to hit two good ones. Yeah. That was great. Obviously, uh, you know, like Mike alluded to, the, the sexy topics, uh, you know, that kind of come out of uh, <laughs> your, your win at Oakmont. But uh, in all seriousness, I mean, you're going to be playing. I mean, obviously you said you don't want to, you know, put the cart before the horse, but obviously the Masters yeah. uh, is in play, you know, exemptions, you know, galore. I'm sure, especially now with, uh, you know, NIL and everything going on with college athletes, yeah. there's going to be other opportunities for you, which is just, I mean, the timing of this for you couldn't really be any better, you know, from a, you know, monetizing uh, standpoint. Is there one thing that just you're going man, this is what I'm most looking forward to. Is there one thing that you, you can't, like a thought that you can't get out of your head that, that you're just so excited for for the next year? 
Uh, I mean, definitely the majors, you know, that's uh, yeah. a childhood dream and uh, it's going to be the coolest thing ever. And like I said, I still haven't fully processed it. And I, I don't think I'm truly going to believe that I'm playing in a major until they let me in the gates at Augusta. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, definitely looking forward to that. I mean, that's going to be the coolest experience of a lifetime and I'm just oh. going to, you know, enjoy the week regardless of uh, what goes on. But um Definitely looking forward to that. And uh, playing at St. Andrews is happened to be the best year ever to, you know, make it open. That's uh that's a great spot. And uh, already being there, I'm, I'm really thrilled for that. So it's uh, definitely, uh, like I said, I uh, can't believe it, but uh, I'll believe it when it happens in the future. <laughs> that's great. Well, no, I mean, and, and James, obviously we appreciate you coming on and just spending some time. Uh, I think it's, it's just awesome to see how many people, um, you know, in Michigan have really supported you, have gotten behind you. Our community, you know, has, has really, uh, you know, been talking about it nonstop. I know a lot of people tuned in. So, you know, really just appreciate you coming on and so happy what, what you're able to do for, honestly, just Michigan golf in itself. Really just uh, people think when, when they think great amateur golfers, a lot of people really think down south, you know. So to, to the fact that you're from here, you go to MSU to really put that on the map and win the USAM is, is just fantastic, man. So congrats and, and we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate everything and all the support. Well, that interview was just awesome. Great to talk to James. And, and real quick, I do want to mention um, with NFL being back, DraftKings Sportsbook, they have a ton of golf bets as well. And right now, if you bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season, $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Take advantage of the limited time offer. You heard that right. DraftKings, all new players, $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more in any week one game. That's all you have to do. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code MDG. Receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet any week one game. That's uh, promo code MDG. Free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline 800-270-7117. Must be 21 plus. Michigan only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the interview with James Pyatt. We appreciate him coming on, and as always, appreciate you guys. So thank you, and I really appreciate you being a part of MVP. Thanks for listening to the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and keep giving Sully and Bogey a hard time. Powered by our presenting sponsor, Hall Financial, and also Tri-Covery Massage and Flexibility. 